When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today's episode is going to be about mergers and acquisitions. This gentleman writes, hello, Ryan. I'm Louis, black French Canadian, so it's pronounced like Louis. So I guess usually I give people a different name, but since he's telling me how to pronounce it, I'm assuming he wants me to use his real name. He says, I'm a regular listener of yours and listen to everything you have posted. Thank you so much for everything. I was initially the type of person who would look at what I could afford. So, you know, penny stocks were always on my radar. So I invested in NLC, NEO, was going for the volatility. I was very inexperienced and so forth. Long story short, I came out of my trades way too early. I got in at 88 cents on one, got out at a dollar. Today, it's worth six times the amount. Will be sold for close to $1 billion. What does a sale like this do for stockholders? What do you do when a company will be bought? Good questions. We're going to talk about that. Some of my experiences dealing with stocks that are getting bought out. But first, what am I drinking? I am drinking something called Rams Point Peanut Butter Whiskey. Not even sure how this got into the house, but I found it. I was like, oh, got to try it sometime. And, you know, past experience with peanut butter whiskey is not good. Don't have a lot of confidence on this one either. Color on it looks fine. 35% alcohol, 70 proof. I actually thought it would probably be somewhere around in 20s. Usually those things have more of like an alcohol content similar to a liqueur. Now, when I taste it, man, it's like getting punched in the face. I mean, my cheeks hurt. It's kind of like a freaking same effect as an atomic warhead fireball. My gosh, this thing is awful. It's like the peanut butter juice that's in the jar that you haven't opened up in six months. It's like drinking that stuff. Holy cow. (sighs) To the nose, I mean, definitely smells like a big old jar of Skippy peanut butter. Taste, though, I'm picking up notes of regret and disgust. Finish? I don't know. Finish is so horrible, I'm, I'm finding myself licking my desk just to try to get the taste off my tongue. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you guys here, I would rather drink secondhand mouthwash as a drink than have to endure another sip of this thing. One sip, I'm done. I mean, it was literally like a punch to the face. I'm giving it a point, too. It, it's so bad. I mean, maybe you can mix it with something, but I just make it a liqueur then if that's what it's going to be. Don't make it one of these. It's just disgusting. It really is. Definitely not an everyday sipper. Definitely not ever going to find its way back on my shelves. Now, back to Louise's email here about mergers and acquisitions. I'm going to also add a little bit to this particular email that he sent me as well. One of the questions being is, should you ever just trade a stock for the simple fact that you believe that it could be bought out? I mean, I remember, I don't know if maybe it was like seven, eight years ago, Netflix 
was a lot cheaper at the time. It was like probably trading at $45, $50. And I always thought to myself, man, I'm surprised nobody buys this thing out. I mean, this company, everybody uses it. I could easily see like a Disney or an Apple or an Amazon trying to buy them out. Nobody ever did. But the point is, is that if I would have bought it simply for that, yeah, I would have made money long term off of it. But that would have been why I got into it. I would have been getting into it because I thought it would get bought out and it never did. And now it's highly unlikely that it would ever would get bought out just because how many companies are out there making their own services and it's kind of easy to compete with them. And if you are already a major company like Disney or AT&T with HBO Max or Amazon with Prime, but a lot of other people will buy some of these penny stocks or buy a couple dollar stocks thinking that, oh, it's going to get bought out. I mean, they got incredible technology and they never do. And then they watch the share price of their stock dwindle over the years. In fact, I've also seen people get into a stock that they said, okay, this is going to get bought out. And it took maybe like a year or two for it to actually get bought out. They were right about it. But then the stock deteriorates maybe by 20 or 30% over the years while they're waiting for it to get bought out, gets bought out. And it gets bought out at maybe like a 30 or a 40% premium that basically takes them right up to break even or just a little bit profitable. And they just wasted all that time holding on to a stock that really gave them nothing in return. And you could even say that maybe it drops 50%. And when its stock drops 50%, you need a 100% move in that stock in order to break even. Well, some people might get their wish and get bought out, but then they get bought out at a 50% premium and they're still down 25% on their overall trade. So it really doesn't make any sense to buy a stock simply because you think it would get bought out. Now, what do you do when it does happen? For me, I'm usually just selling my position I don't have much desire to hold on to a stock after it gets bought out. I've had it happen before in the past. One, and this has always kind of been a story I like to tell, is I was in LinkedIn 30 minutes to go on a Friday afternoon. And I think it might have been down like 1% or 2% on the trade. And market was selling off a little bit into the close, and it was taking LinkedIn with it. And then I got knocked out of the trade. And I was like, oh, man, that stinks. You know, it's like 3%, 4%. I think this was back in 2015. Lo and behold, you know, you have the weekend. You don't really think about it that much. And then Monday rolls around. And I look at some of the headlines and I see flash before my eyes, Microsoft acquires LinkedIn. The stock's trading 60% higher. Now, if I had any idea that it would get bought out, never would have sold it. But we don't work in that world. I mean, that was one of the most frustrating trades for me just from an individual standpoint because I was having a difficult month of trading. There just wasn't really a lot working in my favor. And then I get into that stock. I get stopped out only to see it get bought out at a 60% premium. Now, there's also rumors of buyouts too that you have to remember. And a lot of times you'll see, okay, so-and-so is talking about buying stock ABC or stock XYZ. And you'll see an immediate spike intraday that sends the stock up you know, 15, 20%. I had it one time and I think it was with Intel and I'm not positive on this, but I think it was with Intel and Salesforce. And the crazy thing is, is I was swing trading both of them at the same time. And the rumor came out that Intel was considering buying Salesforce, which they should have done, I guess, because if you look at Salesforce, I mean, it's a Dow 30 component at this point. But yeah, they were talking about doing that. And it was crazy because usually the company that's looking at buying a company, their stock will actually go down. And the company that's being acquired or being rumored to be acquired will go up. This case, they both went up. And I think I was getting like three or 4% in one and like 10 or 11% in the other. And it was a good pop. It wasn't the reason for why I was trading it, 
But when I got that pop, I definitely took some off the table. I might have even closed out my entire position. But either way, either approach is not wrong. But sometimes if I get like this freebie kind of a news event that just sends the stock straight up, yeah, I'll just go ahead and close it out. I don't mind. I mean, that wasn't why I got into it. I wasn't expecting it. Give me like a 10 or 15% pop immediately. Yeah, let's close that one out. But if you get a legit buyout, your stock's going to go way up. But oftentimes it really doesn't go up anywhere beyond that. So it'll basically just trade sideways for a very long period until the deal's finalized. And then either you get a cash buyout or you get new shares of the company that's being acquired. I don't know. Usually it varies based off of what the terms of the agreement are. So sometimes these acquisitions can take three to six months to finalize. And do you really want to be stuck in that trade while it's essentially doing nothing? No. I mean, maybe the only difference is, is if they don't have anything in agreement yet and they get into a bidding war. And that happens very, very rarely. But I've seen bidding wars take place and it just stock just keeps going up every time the other company it tries to outbid the other. So that's a possibility, but it's very, 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 very rare. So I would never expect that to happen. But if it did, you know you know what to expect from the share price. Essentially, if you're in a stock that gets acquired, it's a gift. Take it as a gift. It's like a little freebie. It's a nice profit, usually a very, very nice profit. And I'd like to remind you guys too, make sure to check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. It is the website that goes along with this podcast, which is also entitled Swing Trading the Stock Market. So yeah, go to swingtradingthestockmarket.com, check it out. You'll get all my market research sent to you each and every day. That's going to include master watch lists, daily watch lists, also some of the most intriguing charts and technicals that I come across each day, plus updates on all the FANG stocks, plus Tesla and Microsoft and all of the indices. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com and support this podcast. The takeaway from today, and this has kind of been a short podcast, but I want to wrap it up with a takeaway. Should you trade a stock for the purposes? Of it being bought out? No, definitely not. And if you're trading penny stocks like Louis did here, you get in at 88 cents, you get out of a dollar, be fortunate that you got out at a dollar. I mean, those things are so volatile, so crazy that a profit in penny stocks, that's a good thing. I mean, that's not the easiest thing to come by. And there's just so many charlatans and so much fraud in that section of the market that you just want to avoid it altogether. You see it go up by 6x. Guys, that's part of trading. Stocks are going to go up. Stocks are going to go down. As soon as you get out of a trade, it doesn't care that you're in it. At some point in the past, it's going to do whatever it wants to do going forward. And you just got to kind of accept that. You go to the next trade, try to manage the risk on that one, right? When a stock does get bought out, there's usually a time period where it's just going to trade sideways for a very long time until that deal is finalized. Now, one of the big risks is the deal falls apart. And then all of a sudden, that stock's going to fall apart as well. So there's really, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, there's really not much reason to stay in a stock after it gets bought out. Take the profits, move on. And remember, when it comes to acquisitions, usually the acquiring company, they'll see their share price drop, and the company that's being acquired will see a significant pop. So keep those things in mind. As always, make sure to keep sending your questions to me, Ryan, at shareplanner.com. I read all of them, and I try to put every one of them into their own episodes, so keep sending them my way. And be sure to leave a five-star review. Those things do mean the world to me. I read them. They are very important to this podcast continuing to move forward into the future and reaching a broader audience. Thank you, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead. 
sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Shareplanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 